You know, when I got back from Vietnam, I didn't have a lot going for me. No friends, no home, and a town full of cops giving me shit. The only thing that got me through was the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. And so should you. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, which you can download from SeanMcGinnity.ca. Do it, or the first blood's going to be yours. Just gonna hit record. Wait till it activates. Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast with your host Sean Arama and Best Red Fingers. And uh, we're geek dads that uh, talk geek. How you doing, Todd? Good. How you doing? Tired. tired. I am tired. Today is more tired than normal for some odd reason. I thought it was Wednesday today. Well, <laughs> a few people thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have a couple of guests in here. We're trying something a little bit different. Usually we have uh, like one guest at a time, or if we have a couple, they're usually kind of related to each other. And these two are related to each other, but in two different fields or two different uh, spectrums uh, that are both nerdy and uh, I'll get out. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, start with the the person who looks like he belongs on the Sean geek uh, hair wise. Who are you, sir? <laughs> My name is Bo Bell Harry. And, uh, I like to, to play a lot of guitar and write music and, and, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's it in layman's terms right there. I've been playing guitar since I was 12 years old. That's when I met Brooks when, uh, when all the musical things started in my life way back in the day. Uh, at Lavalie School, and uh, when it was our school of rock, literally electric guitars and everything, he showed us a couple chords on the nylon strings, and then he let us loose on the on the Kramers back in the day, and the PV amps, and the and all the magic that was there, and and that's like I say, that's where it all started for Brooks and I. That's how long we've known each other. So that's quite a few years ago, you know. Was, how many years ago? I'm I suck at math. Brooks, help me As out here. Twenty. <laughs> I, I see a good 25 years. Yeah. Well, 12, I'm there. Yeah, 22, 42, 42. Yeah, 22 years. 22 yeah. years ago, yeah. And that other uh, voice you guys uh, you guys can hear is uh, our other guest. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Brooks Hamilton. I'm an artist. I'm a, a, a musician at heart. I used to play drums, but consequences happen. I can't play them anymore. But uh, I've been working with Bo for on and off for years. We've been playing music together. And I've been writing since I was about 15 years old, writing music. And uh, that's, that's basically how Bo and I met. And uh, how, what is your connection to the show? Mr. Sean McGivy. <laughs> yep. uh, yes, sir. He, uh, he contacts me... Uh, a number of years ago, I would like to say about 10 years ago, probably a little more, right. Yeah, about drawing a, uh, a comic book, like starting a comic book and wanting to know if I was interested in doing the uh, illustrations. Yes. And we hit it off from there. 
but we went we go for well we kind of go further back than that i went to high school with your sister you did and you worked with my, with my brother for a while too i did i certainly but did. We, didn't, we really didn't know each other back then though I no no well yeah you're, you're the youngest of three right no i'm middle Sean's oh, you're younger. the middle oh sean's the yeah. youngest okay yeah 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 so it's like uh it was, it was i don't know kind of weird synergy there is he's kind of yeah cool. we kind of met through kara actually yeah. because kathy is a good friend of mine kara's kathy's best friend and i had no idea that you were her sibling so that's how we met super small world and and, and even, even small. smaller world kathy's husband i used to work with kathy's husband like we, we were uh they were a client of ours like a long mm -hmm. time ago so i never made the connection till i went to the wedding when they got married and i'm like oh my god i saw the last name and i'm like wait a minute mm -hmm. and then i saw <laughs> i saw her husband's brother and i'm like jesus this is so freaking weird yeah kelly he i grew up with kelly yeah that's her husband's brother kelly yeah 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 it's kelly that i that i knew yeah yeah so oh it was kelly you knew i thought you knew todd no no i didn't know todd at all so i saw todd's last name at the wedding i'm like wait yeah a minute. okay no i bet I, like i bet wouldn't it be funny if he was related to kelly <laughs> <laughs> it was who knew because i used to talk comic books with kelly back in the day yeah he's uh kind of fell out of the comic book scene but he has his collection is a massive. It's it's awesome. Yeah, we we've talked about it. I actually want to see it really bad. He <laughs> has in your collection. He has it in suitcases. Does he really? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's like making drug deals, like making comic <laughs> deals in parking lots, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eh? Ready to bolt. Check out my stash. So he's ready to bolt. <laughs> <laughs> so I I the. So I think it's it's kind of neat that that both you and and Bo have a, a a healthy relationship music music wise. Um, so Bo, you were saying when you guys were twelve that you met. Well, he yeah, for he me, was twelve. I, I you started that? playing guitar at twelve. Yeah, I was twelve. You were two years ahead of me, right? weren't you in grade nine when I was yeah. in seven? Okay, so for me. Yeah, I had always wanted to play guitar. I'd always like pick one up and mess with it. Didn't know what I was doing. Always wanted to play guitar. Kind of at the same time, I asked for Appetite for Destruction for Christmas, or I don't know what it was. I got the album, and then I was like, it's on. I got to learn how to play guitar. And right at that same time, I went to Lavalie uh, and met Dave Gowerluck, who was our musical teacher at the school there. Then he had a guitar program, and I was like, well, duh, sign me up, right? And, and that's when I met Brooks and everything. I had actually, Brooks was kind of a, a, of a legend at Lavalie already. He was like this insane drummer that everyone knew about. And my friends knew him before I did. So I already heard stories about Brooks. Like, oh, he's just crazy drummer and he plays super loud and, and all this stuff. So it was really cool to meet and him. I got there and <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, did you say yeah. animal? <laughs> yeah, I was literally going to say that. You beat me to the punch. That's what yeah. it was like. Like, um, so yeah, I, I remember this story. It's ridiculous, but you remember Shay Hansen, Brooks, yeah. or I don't know if you remember him. He told me that they were like writing a test or something in mm -hmm. the class, and you poked in the back, and Mr. G was like, "Oh, Brooks, could you do a quiet little drum roll for us while the kids study?" <laughs> and my friend Shay was like, "Yeah, right. Like Brooks can't play quiet." So it was like that was my introduction yeah. to the legend of Brooks before I even met him. Like, yeah, and then we just started in this band program together, and 
I guess you must have came back even once you went to oh, yeah. high school because you guys were still playing there, yeah, right? Yeah, I came back. That's how I cool. I came back grade ten. That's, yeah, so that's how we met. We were just always hanging out in the music yeah. room because both of our bands were rehearsing, and it was like one band would rehearse, then we'd stop, and there would always be some kind of a layover where you and I would be yeah. talking. It seemed oh, yeah. like at some point. So, Bruce, so were you, Brooks, was, Brooks, were you in a band then at the time, or was it was it just the school the school band or? It was just just a school band, but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't start venturing out of uh, the the band zone until I started hanging out with Bo. This is like, so this is so foreign to me. Like where Todd and I grew up, band was not like what you guys are describing. I'm kind of a little bit jealous that it's nothing. Like, thing. It's if you've ever seen School of Rock, it's like that. It's exactly like only the, ba- the, the the our band teacher wasn't selfish. He wasn't in for his own gain. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't jack no, black he was not jack black he was in it he was in it for love of music and to because mr g is he was never really a fantastic guitarist and he didn't know any notes or nothing like that but he loved music and he loved everything about it and uh he started a band program you know we had no drums we actually had no instruments we had uh sean Pachinski was our first guitarist he was a, uh, a guy in my class who brought his own guitar and he started playing. And then Mr. G brought some guitars and we all started playing. The Kramer American. Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. it well. Yeah. And the Washburn <laughs> like that was everywhere. We actually had to play in front of this, uh, the school board to prove to them that the band, was, band program was worthwhile. So and you we guys were, had to fight for this. Oh, yeah. We, cool. we, did, we did bottle runs. We did... Uh, glass bottle we did everything to raise money to buy drums to buy a keyboard to buy amps it's crazy so there's some there's some so two two grades <laughs> difference so were you guys able to so you guys were able to play together though right like band class Bo, was not just a grade yeah Bo was in it Bo was, was in his own band yeah there were actually bands we should clarify yeah. that your band was black yep. roses my band was abnicio which was strangely enough a mistake because we were trying to come up with a cool name and I thought it meant remove by surgery, which was like abnegate or something <laughs> weird like that. And I messed up the name and said, yeah, Abnisho means remove by surgery. It's super cool. And we did this drum skin up and everything with like, remember Wiley Coyote? Didn't you draw yeah. it? Or, no, no, yeah. no, I didn't draw yours. I drew all, all ours. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. But that was the two band names, Abnisho and Black yeah. Roses. And you guys were were kicking out the acdc and the and uh well you did stairway to heaven you did acdc like mike used to just kill yeah, it rock me on way. Man. oh man he could sing on those yeah. tunes man wow give him something um okay so keep going guys where where you left where, off so yeah where did we yeah we're talking about our band's I guess, and I was kind of laughing before I forget, was like, I didn't, I totally missed this whole thing about Brooks and those guys busting their ass and having bottle drives and everything. I just waltzed in and reaped all the rewards. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wasn't a part of that. There was a they, drum kit. When I showed up there, there was a drum kit. There was PBM. Brooks, go kick there. his ass. <laughs> but the, the Washburn came later, though. When I showed that up, was, there was Kramer. Yeah. The Red yeah. Kramer. Yeah. There was one PVM. Yeah, there was the ba- the man ba- was that Mike's bass he brought in all the time the man no, bass no no I thought that it was, was that was the school's bass okay I remember that and then later yeah. on then there was the Washburn the new PV amp the Aria Pro two 
Gene Simmons style bass there. Yeah, yeah. I saw him playing them before. Yeah. And um and then that's all I remember about new stuff. I don't remember what else uh, came. The keyboard and the bass amp. Well, didn't we get the drums from the French side or something like that? Later on. That was later on after because the drum the French side had they didn't have any skins or nothing like that. And they were just a basically a carcass of a drum set. Yeah. But we 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 sold some money or sold some pop cans and some bottles and all that to get there. We actually you remember that concert we had? We had the dry ice coming out of the stage. Uh yeah, I in the, in the, the dry gym. Ice there? Yeah, in the gym. I remember the concert in the gym, but I don't remember the dry ice for some goofy reason. But yeah, I remember that. That was a Mike, that was a wicked concert. Mike and I Mike and I drove way the way downtown. You can swear it's and, fine, right? yeah. And brought <laughs> and brought the dry ice home on the bus. Are you serious? <laughs> on the bus, <laughs> the backpack. Yeah. Wow. We had a we had a, like a cooler look, look like we were carrying an organ or something, but it, we brought it to the school and <laughs> we had the. We had the grade fours going under the stage, dropping dry ice into water buckets so that the smoke came from the stage when we played smoke in the water. Nice. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Well, back then, back then, dry ice doesn't work the way it does now. Like it was no, a, it was a totally way different, different setup. Um, yeah. I shot a movie about I don't know, 15 years ago now or whatever it is, and the dry ice machine we had then was way better than probably what you guys like because they you can just go buy one now. Like it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or you buy a flogger. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you go to the bars and they had all the, the smoke and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> You remember the smell? It had that that like almost like cherry or strawberry smell. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was we almost go, like incense. That was yeah. that was that was before e-cigarettes. That's 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 what they used, <laughs> the same stuff, I think. Probably, I, Probably. liquid well, smoke. Bass player. You remember Marcel uh Brooks? Yeah, yeah. He he was like was what's the word? It's uh, sensitized, I guess. When you like, you cannot take something anymore. Desensitized, desensitized, or I don't know yeah. what I'm mean, saying. Really wrong. sensitized, he, maybe. With a yeah, with a smoke machine, we played a show and we rented a smoke machine and we couldn't use it because he was like, no, seriously, like I I can't. I'm like I'm gonna vomit. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I I can't take the smell of that stuff. It was the craziest uh, thing. I was like, okay, well, uh, I don't want you barfing on stage, so we won't use it. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it That's sounds pretty, like you, they were teaching you work ethic when you had to go do the bottle drives. And oh, stuff. yeah. You wanted stuff you had to work for. We had to play for them. On numerous occasions, we had to play songs for the school board just so Dave could get money. Dave is Mr. Garlock. Okay. So he had, to, he had to beg for money, basically. But yeah, no, it, it all worked out good. We had a great time. I just, it's too bad it ended so soon. So when you played for them, did, was, like were they there watching you guys and saying, "Okay, we'll we'll give you some money for for the music program"? Is that how that worked? Or we never found out. We did, we would play, and uh, like there'd be a a concert or whatever or something going on. We'd play. They come and see us, and then we wouldn't find out till the next day if they, if uh, the band got the the money or not. So we would play for no just for the heck of playing because we loved it. Right, and and then later on we find out if it was worth it or not, <laughs> and wow. we ended up yeah we ended up buying equipment and we the played <laughs> yeah well, well let, me, let me say thank you <laughs> <laughs> I never got to thank you for that because I had no idea this even existed so I feel like oh. a total a total arse not ever being able you to say that you should go take one of those guitars off your wall bow and just go give yeah. it to Brooks 
<laughs> well, I'm very thankful. We'll leave it at that, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. We we I never had know. anything like that. We we I had wouldn't. we had recorders, and that's about it. Yeah. That's yeah, the flute thing. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. really lucky. We were so lucky because Mr. G was so cool. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if you remember Brooks, you might have been well, I guess you were you were in high school, like you would have still been coming back for rehearsals, but when we were in grade nine we were getting into the heavy stuff and I remember we were just, they used to play God, was it God Save the Queen at the end of the day? Uh, I can't remember. Really? What would they, what would they play? Yeah. God Save the Queen. And and oh, we, we used to just hiss off the principal because we would yeah. play the Four Horsemen during God Save the Queen. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. So were you, you guys were allowed to play like good music or were you like stuck to playing like Traditional. No, we, didn't we matter whatever we wanted. Whatever you learned. Oh man. We, my yeah. band, we we actually wrote music, wrote our own songs. When I when I when I took my singing lessons ages ago, um, I was stuck to singing singing shanties. Like, well, you you need to develop technique before we can move on to the music that you want to do. Mm, so yeah. it was like, I, I never believed in that. <laughs> I mean, it taught me a lot because otherwise I would have just sung the same way the whole time. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's you like can have they, fun too. It's like when they say, well, you play guitar. Well, you should start an acoustic guitar to get your fingers toughened up before you. Yeah. Why? Like, you don't have to. You just go straight to electric. It's way easier to play than acoustic, yeah. especially if it's not set up right. But it's yeah, also it's cheaper just... to buy an acoustic over an electric, perhaps, maybe. Is that maybe the that's, reasoning? That's well, what happened to me. That's what happened to me because yeah, well, that's how I was brought up was when I went to Lavalie and the, and we, and I started in that program for me, it started on nylon string guitars, Mr. G teaching us all how to play guitar right when I got there. So my dad went out and bought me a nylon string guitar for cheap because, you know, parents just like, well, let's see how serious he is about this thing. We're not going to go drop a ton of cash. And then he, it sticks in the closet forever. Right. So I learned on a nylon string acoustic guitar. And I always preach that later on to kids that I was teaching, saying you should start on acoustic, toughen up your fingers and all that. But now, yeah, I don't necessarily, you know, how do you really convince a kid to do that if he's got an electric right in front of him already, right? Like, sure. but then the same kind of school of thought of how you were saying you were forced with your singing to, to learn, oh, you got to build the technique to do this. And Mr. G never did that. He didn't care. He's like, oh, you want to learn this song? Okay, let's do it. And that's what we did, right? Practice, and that's practice, me, right? It doesn't matter what you're I, playing. I would have completely quit in a week if someone sat me down and was like you have to learn the theory and you have to learn poly Wally doodle and whatever like i would have quit because that was the last thing that i wanted i hated school so when i found lavely and went there and mr g did this for all of our kids and let us play whatever we wanted it was the best thing in my life that could have ever happened at that point in my life because i needed Amen something for just free you know yeah just freedom sure. to do what i wanted and express what i wanted and then then finding all that metal music once i found like the big four i was like oh my gosh this is what i've wanted my whole life it expresses exactly how angry i am at the world at this point in my life right? like yeah just what about, what about you like so the big four are big are big for for bow like i think you, you're you're also on the heavier side of things as well right i'm all around i'm just like uh i'm a big rush fan i'm a big uh bill ward fan like i love a lot of the old rock and roll a lot of the old metal but i also like a lot of the old different stuff like peter chris is one of my one of my heroes yeah like man. kiss kiss is a huge huge part of my life 
like um, I'm I'm all around. I don't necessarily dwell or live in the metal world. I like to visit it quite often. Yep. But I have I listen to everything. I get my style from jazz, blues, swing, everything. So when yeah. I played, I didn't play like you didn't play metal all the time. It was a mixture of a whole ton of stuff, right? Like I would play around, I'd dance with the hi-hats and stuff like that. Whereas if you're in metal, you're just two, two, four, four. That's it. Yeah, 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 true. I, uh, so, Peter Chris was my guy too growing up. That's why I, that's why I took up the drums. It was to be mm-hmm. like Peter because gene and paul were kind of cool but they weren't as cool as peter in my in my book well no no like he he was the shit man he was the guy so i learned from him and my style was like peter chris is kind of like a not pop but there there's there's swing to it he's 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 got a jazz background right so yeah he's a jazz jazz drummer yeah so i mean you know krupa and all that sort of stuff like i love krupa krupa's awesome so but i i think for me taking drums it was when i heard eric carr play for the first time like when creatures yeah. of the night came out yeah and i heard the drum sound on that now at that point i didn't know who led zeppelin was yeah but this was the zeppelin sound this is this is john bonham right this was yeah, the yeah. sound that eric carr played and yeah. i think after that i never went back to peter chris i'm like oh my god like it's just yeah. so big such yeah a- it's just same thing with me. I, once I heard Zeppelin, I was like, "Whoa!" And then from Zeppelin, I went to went on to uh, uh, to uh, Black Sabbath, and it, Bill Ward is a fantastic drummer too. Bill Keith Ward is so underrated. I know, so underrated. Know. He can play anything yeah. on drums. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been uh, going back to the first four Black Sabbath albums <laughs> quite a bit lately. <laughs> Just so good. I know. I know. Todd, I, mean, I don't. Like, I don't think Todd knows the first four Black Sabbath albums. I think that's something he needs to go to. I know Bo's listened to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Todd, yeah. I, I back in the day, going to when I was much younger, uh, I always remember my dad. Way back in the day, we had this wicked van, like a Ford '76 Econoline 150, right? Just a beast of a van, <laughs> and it had at the time it was eight track in there, and my dad had all these wicked rock and roll eight tracks and everything, and he would play two albums that really struck me. One of them, well, there was three. I don't remember what the Jimi Hendrix one was. I can't remember the title, but there was that. But then there was two that scared the living crap out of me. But at the same time, I would always beg them to play them. One of them was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Right. And the other one was Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. It scared the, me to death, especially with, oh, God, please help me. Right. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> but I, I couldn't. It was like a train wreck, right? I couldn't look yeah. away or I couldn't turn my ears off and at, at the same time okay put it back on are you sure you're scared of it i'm like no 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 put it back on and then it was just like those two albums are like forever in my subconscious of these huge albums that when i was so young that i got exposed to right and my dad had Led zeppelin records around at home and everything and and i always and i still love all that stuff to this day but when i started playing guitar i knew that i wanted something really gnarly and aggressive so that's why i say once i found the heavier stuff that was that was what kind of blew the door the floodgates open for me but yeah i like all sorts of stuff but but i i like my metal that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah doobie uh, brothers was the big thing um do with the eight track because that's what we had we had an eight track we had i think three tapes one was the doobie brothers uh one was the beach boys and one was a knockoff dolly parton it wasn't even her singing it was someone else singing her songs <laughs> i don't remember that. oh wow <laughs> yeah 
but um, I don't remember this. That's pretty cool. But growing up for me, the the big bands were Rush, Van Halen. Uh, yeah. Oh God, Loverboy. There's um, a whole bunch of Chilliwack, Headpins. Chilliwack very bands. underrated. Yeah. yeah, and like you, yeah. like like when you listen to radio, it's like. Uh, the music's okay and then all of a sudden you hear the song and it's got this wicked solo or something guitar and it going what's what, what was that <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then you start searching out songs and stuff and then once uh, the, i mean the first uh, album i think i heard for rush i think it was 2112 fantastic album yeah that one and exit stage left and that was it i was hooked I yeah was hooked. yeah i played and sean can attest to this you know he'd hear me playing i'd have uh i'd have the, t- the the mansfield telecaster that i was i was talking to bull boat earlier uh that my uncle had and he had a fender uh basement of course it didn't have one of the tubes i mean you had to kind of jiggle it around every once in a while just for it to to come on uh, to light up so that your amp would come on but it it didn't <laughs> it, it didn't have a gnarly sound to it so it was kind of clean and you're trying to play clean when there's some you know there was no effects i didn't have any delay or you know, any, anything like that or an overdrive pedal. So mm. I had to kind of make do, but that was, that was my introduction to, uh, to music. You know, when I first started playing drums, I played on pots and pans. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. I set up in my basement, a, a wooden panel. I've had a bass drum, like a bass pedal. Yeah. And I put pots and pans on stands so that I could play. I would listen to my music with my headphones on and I'd play on my pots and pans until I was able to afford. I actually, I bought my first set of drums when I was 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's when you know you want to be a drummer. Yeah. When When you go to that extent, it's not like someone buying you drums for your birthday and go, uh, you know, we'll get him a, a cheap Westbury set or, or, or something or other, and he can kind of goof around on that. And then if he likes it, maybe we'll get something more expensive. But you're like, you know, right from the get-go, I don't need drums. I'm going to do my own thing because music right. is music. It doesn't matter what you're playing it through. I mean, you yeah. could, you know, just take a bottle and, you know, just exactly. make your own sounds. <laughs> Ice cream pails, that's, that's all I had and drum six. But then I took that first set of drums that I ha- that I bought, and I mimicked uh, Lars's uh, set from uh, Damage Incorporated from Black Album. The, the the Black Album is the white and black. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, yeah your kit. That's the, the one we were down in your basement. Yeah. We were down, and I, I remember it looked exactly like the Black Album tour kit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Sound, sounded like shit. <laughs> I didn't think it sounded Whatever. bad. I don't know. It was it was cool. Like well, it was like, good for it was good for what I had. I remember yeah. you played for me once, Brooks. I was in your basement. Oh wow! At that the house that you're probably ago. still at. I remember going into yeah. your basement and uh, you played for me. I remember that. Did I have the the mattress against the wall? Was yeah, actually, I, yeah, you did. I I think yeah, I think you did. Yeah, okay, I remember hearing. Uh, I remember hearing you play because I'm like, oh, uh, I can't remember. Who, I guess it was Kara or whatever. Yeah. I, I was jamming with Kathy at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. It was that that time I was jamming with Kathy because Kathy and I had a band for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> um, and then I remember going, oh, like, oh, this Brooks guy, he's a musician. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll check him out. Then I saw, oh, he's a drummer. I don't want to talk to him. I was like, <laughs> first, like, it's like competition, right? 
<laughs> but then I heard you play like, fuck, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> but then I didn't want my guitar player, which was Dan at the time. I didn't want him to hear you because I didn't want him to like, oh, I was going to dump this guy, go with, go with Brooks. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I used to, I liked playing. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So how did you guys, so you, you had separate bands in high school. Eventually, yeah. Were you in the same band or what happened we, there? We actually did a couple of gigs together. We did one at Tom's Royal, Royal Round Lounge just okay. off of uh, St. Oh, Anser. Open, that yeah. open jam we went to. Yeah. And what did you, played, you remember, what did you play? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. We played, yeah. we played Pantera. <laughs> um we I'm played uh, God's the Time, and we played, uh, uh, what's the third Milk. We milk. Yeah, we played Ode, Milk. Ode to Billy, Milk. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, was that venue open for that kind of music or no? I, I, I've never oh, Anything. It. Open for anything. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, we brought it there, that's for sure. So, <laughs> they were already playing, like, we, we were definitely heavier than anyone else that was there. They were already playing yeah. a lot of rock and high gain stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we, we went up there and just destroyed the place. And that was when I had that little crate amp with the insane EVF, yeah. the Electro Voice 12LM speaker or whatever it is in there. Yeah. And, and I, everyone came up to me after we played. He's like, he's like, what the hell is that amp? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, lift it up. And the guy, it's like weighed like 100 pounds or something stupid because I had this massive yeah, yeah. speaker crammed in there. Yeah. It was so great. I don't know. I remember the guy who owned the drums came out to me and said, you know, you, you don't have to play that loud. <laughs> that, your mic's, that's, the, your mic's, that's, the, that's the open jam. I feel so bad for drummers at open jams because that's what they're forever doing, right? They're they're mm -hmm. letting people play their kits and they're just like, you don't have to play that hard. It's, it just get beat to crap. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. I, w I was a loud drummer until um, at, at one, like I actually, I used to never play with Todd. Like Todd was always Todd was the, the guitar guy and you know he had his bands and stuff and it wasn't until Todd and I were only in a band with my dad well I guess I don't know was that 20 years ago now Todd I, I don't even know uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a drummer not a mathematician <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can count 16th and 30 seconds but I can't count I can't figure out how old I am but uh <laughs> when we play with my dad in dad's band like you were already in the band right todd i think and they had some other drummer i can't remember. uh yeah dick was the drummer and I can't or no sorry old. no no it wasn't dick it was, this was before dick. it was Pel uh, uh, peltier or something peltier, peltier yeah. was first and i just i just came out because dad said oh we're gonna go jam and you want to come hang out or, okay so i come and hung out at, at baines and then um and then it just kind of started up and uh and then dick brasher took over for drums and then uh and their then drummer he... sang that pelche guy sang and drummed i think or something yeah we played bass he played drums he played all kinds of different instruments so then yeah <laughs> uh, pure pure example of nepotism uh dad told <laughs> the other guys oh my son sings Totally forgetting I'm a drummer, but he's like, oh, my son sings. He can sing for the band. So all of a sudden I'm coming to to, to front this band. I'm a drummer. I mean, sure, you know, I, I sang, but so all of a sudden I'm fronting this band and I'm like, I'm looking to one side. There's my brother. Look, the other side, there's my dad. Like, this is pretty fucking cool. No doubt. <laughs> like, it, it was, was awesome. awesome. 
but eventually uh the, the the drummer wasn't always available so sometimes i'd have to go fill in on the drums and uh i'm going to tell you now don't ever play with a parent in the same band if you're a drummer because they're going to tell you to quiet the fuck down <laughs> i don't know how many times you'd look back going play fucking quiet or else all the time and that's how i learned how to play quiet man that's how i learned how to play quiet and i, st- I still play quiet I well can, you play hard well i can play hard but i can i can play pretty light now if i have to yeah because i was terrified didn't want to get embarrassed in front of everyone else <laughs> get called out yeah <laughs> i got called out a lot of times and he's like, oh, yeah, Sean can sing and drum at the same time. I, I can? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was that was awesome. Yeah, so uh, any musicians in the, your families, both of your families? Yeah, my son is a phenomenal drummer and a guitarist. Ooh. And he, he actually, uh, he's actually a rapper. He's got his own music. He put an album on uh, Spotify. Dude, I need, I need the information. I always want to hear new music. We'll do, man. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's pretty good. Like he's got really good arrangements, good fills, and does it all himself off his computer. That's that's the key. If you're if you want to get into rap, but you're also a musician, you got everything you need to do it entirely on your own. Oh yeah, he's got everything he needs here. He has my drums. He has guitars. He has bass. He has everything. It's perfect. So, whatever he needs for a pill, he can just go down downstairs and record. That's nice. Uh, what yeah. about you, Bo? Uh, I was I was kind of uh, the first one. Like none of my none of my parents played instruments or anything. There was no one really in my family. I just I don't really know where it came from. To be honest with you, it's just something I always wanted to do, and then picked it up and and just went went from there. I don't have any interesting stories to tell about it. I'm I'm pretty boring, you know. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. That didn't uh, I didn't have anyone else's. I was a, I was a lonely only child just trying to express myself and starting so, off on garbage uh, guitars. And even even before that guitar my dad got me, I had one that had like three strings on it. It was hilarious. I would sit there and, <laughs> and try and play it and just open strings. I'd sit there with open strings, and my mom would be like, "That sounds nice." I'm like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to oh, sound mom. nice. I want to sound metal. Yeah. What was your What was your first amp? My first amp uh what was it let me think about this you know what my first amp was a stereo before i started playing when i was just kind of getting into it uh we were still pretty young this is like and and we were we used to goof around and and have all these build all these forts down by the river and everything and somehow we acquired a stereo in there that someone had just left outside or something and we tried to make it look like an apartment in our forts that we'd build down by the river but i couldn't help but notice on this old i think it was a lloyd stereo or something it said it said mike slash guitar and so i just took it and put it in my room and all my buddies were so mad they're like where'd the stereo go i'm like i took it (laughs) <laughs> so they're all joking gonna, me but i did not care plug it into a tree I saw, that that, <laughs> I saw that it said mic and guitar on it and sure enough i brought it home and i plugged my guitar into it and when you turn it up enough the speakers i'm sure were about to explode but i got fuzz town out of it and played smoke on the water four thousand times until my parents were banging their heads against the wall and begging <laughs> me to stop because that was uh, it just always happens that's like the first song every guitar player learns I don't know about nowadays, but it's so many guitar players you run into. Oh yeah, Smoke on the Water. That was the first song yeah. I learned. So that was my first amp was actually a stereo. And then my dad went out 
And there was a guy that, that lived in our apartment building that I kind of befriended, an older guy that played guitar. And he was selling a PV, uh, a PV Backstage Plus. Yep. And uh, that was a cool little amp. PVs, I still love PVs to this day. And it had the most insane reverb on it. Like, um, you, you, you know, you never had to put it past like three or four if you're putting reverb on there. If you put that thing on full, it was like, it was like you're playing in a cavern. It was just insane. <laughs> and and heaven forbid you ever bump the thing. You guys ever do that where you hit a spring <laughs> Oh, <reverb>? yeah. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a thunderstorm. Just <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was real famous in, in my apartment building, living with my parents when I accidentally bumped the thing and <laughs> the whole apartment building heard it. But that those were my first amps, a stereo and then a PV. But the stereo, I don't know what happened to the stereo, but it served its purpose for a long time, actually, now that I think about it. Now, did your parents notice that there was a place where you could put headphone? No, they didn't. No, no, they never. Now that I think about that, it was absolutely amazing that they did not make me play with headphones more often. Like I don't, I don't know why they didn't. They didn't force that upon me because it was oh, what a what a racket it was in the beginning. Like holy moly, just terrible. It probably wouldn't have sounded the same. The speakers, because the speakers were probably just ready to explode when you're playing it, and they they distorted on their own. Your headphones think, probably would have sounded a whole lot different. I think you're absolutely right. I think it would have ruined the whole thing. It would have just got completely got rid of the fuzz tone that I had and ruined the entire experience for me. In fact, for, maybe that's what happened. <laughs> now that you bring that up, you know, they like asked me to put them on. I was like, no, no, it doesn't sound the same, and then just kept cranking through the speakers. Right? Like, I can't believe we didn't get evicted. Like so loud all the guitar playing i did in that apartment it was it was insane but yeah well so how so did your fa- sorry go ahead Todd. What, what's your favorite app now my favorite app now mm-hmm. um probably right now my um my pv valve king head oh okay so you, you've you've stuck with pv all these years then uh not there was a huge gap there (laughs) i had the backstage plus forever and then i still have a small little pv audition 20 i think it's called Mm -hmm. Uh, and then i I quickly discovered pedals and that was really my sound was was sculpting the sound that i needed i would run pedals into the clean amp right so i would do a bunch of goofy things like i'd 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 run into this the pedals into the small audition 20 amp because for whatever reason the eq and everything on that i could just get a better sound and then i don't know if you guys remember they had like a preamp out on those amps so i'd run the top amp get a good eq going there preamp out into the bigger backstage plus on the bottom and then i kind of have like a mini half stack going (laughs) and uh and and i ran it that way and then over the years, I had a, I have an old trainer too. I always forget the model of it, a Mark Mark something. It's quite sought after, and I still got it here. But now that I have the PV, I don't use it as much. But I I'm, I'm I always end up being a pedals guy, and now I'm into multi effects because then you get into the pedals and you start running your sound, you start getting a delay, and it's like then you're tap dancing, right? And that always drove me nuts. So when I want to switch between even my rhythm tone to my lead. Well, okay. Well, now I want a, a volume boost for my lead. Now I want to slap a little bit of delay on there. You know what I mean? And then, oh, what if I want to switch from that to my clean tone? Oh, crap. Well, now you're shutting off your distortion pedal. You're shutting off your, you know what I mean? It just gets so ridiculously so, so quick that I discovered multi-effects pedals where you just save everything in a patch and hit a button right. and you're done. It switches over, right? Yeah. So my favorite amp is, uh, I'm kind of getting off track here, but the PV Valve King is my favorite amp now oh, with good. a 412, running a 412 with that with celestian 
they're 70 watts. They're kind of a unique speaker. They're, they're pretty rare. I hear more about the 75s. Like, of course, the vintage 30s are ridiculously popular. I don't like vintage 30s because to me, I think it's really that they get like speaker breakup. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of that. I like to get my distortion from my pedals. Like I like a nice, clean, powerful speaker that's going to throw whatever I throw at it. I don't want it distorting or farting out on me or anything. So I got 412 with 70 watts in it. And I run a old school Digitech GNX4 pedal for my multi effects. And I got like a Zach Wild wah and, and, um, that's it, really. I run the wa- I run the wand to that, and I've got everything I need on there, and I go into the PP Valve King, and then I just kind of color the 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 multi effects a little bit with the with the clean tube warmth of the Valve King. I run it clean, right? Right. And that just sounds. I just love the way that sounds. Wow. So, to make a short story long. There you go. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brooks, uh, these guitar players and their tech. <laughs> I, just, I, I just i just run this now <laughs> i don't know if you've seen one of these the yamaha thr 10x i keep seeing those and i keep wanting to try them I, they're really cool aren't they oh it's it's a cat's meow I've, I've got uh studio monitors yamaha studio monitors and if i plug that through the monitors it's like you said you get a nice good sound that you want but you want to amplify it you put it through those monitors oh my god you just you just sit back and just hit a note and then just you know lose yourself <laughs> in the sound well that's the same thing as my black star be very similar to what you got there i got a little black star id core 20 20 watt mm-hmm. but that's just like killer tone you can plug it straight in your computer if you want that thing is that if that's my dream app would be to get a black star but kind of pricey to get a, a half deck of one of those but i got an ht5r is that a like a combo black star yeah it's a combo i think it's like a 10 inch speaker yeah they completely live up to their slogan the sound in your head yeah that's the level you plug them in and it's like whoa that's exactly what i wanted to hear right and they got that infinite tone shaping feature that's just like ridiculous so cool yeah Yeah. that's just my live rig by the way that i'm talking about with my gnx4 and the and the pv valve king if i'm if i'm recording I just mm-hmm. use I just use plugins. I go into Reaper, and I do um, well all the recordings that we're going to get to when we finally get to talking about traps and everything. You name it, I've got a whole bunch of plugins. But right now, I'm using a Mercurial uh, uh, amp sim of a Angle Studio preamp U530, and it just sounds totally killer. You just plug straight into the computer, and it's like, oh, this is sick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, I've, I've tried guitar rig. And I think it's, yeah, guitar rig is, is what I've tried through Reaper. And it's it's okay, but it is very digital sounding. It's, yeah. not, it's not as warm as, say, my, my THR where I can kind of adjust it a little bit better. Well, is that THR got tubes in it? No, but when you turn it on, it lights up and it looks like there's tubes in it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, see, as you can see. Yeah. I turn yeah, it on. Are... <laughs> looks like tubes, but they're not. <laughs> right on yeah it's all it's all about the impulse responses i find when you're going straight in to the software which is like essentially your cabinet right what speaker you're you're emulating right you got to get that right to get the proper warmth or whatever you're whatever you're after right that's what i find anyway so it's just so much easier to work with than i don't know at least for me being at home i can't really crank an amp 
you know, it's not like I'm cranking a half stack full bore when my, my parents, my parents, when my family's sleeping upstairs, right. That's it's not going to work. Right. And you're messing with mic placement. Uh, Hang on, honey. Sorry to wake you up. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm going straight into my computer. And then that's, the sound that's the thing. Right. We're all, we're all dads. I had the, the, the big turnaround a few years ago. Cause I get, I had my kids at the wrong, like at, I always say at the wrong time, like, you guys all your kids are older right no my my daughter no eight. your daughter's 10 eight. Eight. Oh, eight. Uh, my daughters are uh, four and six so oh, wow are, even younger than mine wow okay yeah mine are, tw- mine are 29 26 yeah exactly. <laughs> you started young yeah, you started, started, you young started back when we met yeah <laughs> but for me when the kids were born there was this big not not a fight with my wife but it was sort of like how am I going to play drums now? Like, oh, oh I'm going to go down and, you know, and play for an hour, you know, while the kids are having a nap. Like, yeah. So you have to start rejigging how you play. So for my brother's 50th, I decided I was going to, I, I actually, I decided I was going to sell my drum kit and buy an electronic kit, which I was so against the idea, but my wife refused to let me sell my drum kit that I had. She said, there's no way you're selling that. It's just going to go into the closet for now until the kids are old enough that you can teach them. So I went out and financed an electronic kit and I didn't want it. I did not want it. I was like, it's not real. It's not, you know, it, this is not how drums work. Exactly. And, then, and then I put the headphones on and played and I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> And because because then I'm running in my head like I can play whenever I want, or I can wait another few years to play again. Exactly. There was no contest, so I, I don't know if you could see, but I have a I have a home studio. Oh shit! I don't think my cords will go, but I've got uh, I've got yeah. the kit in my podcast office, which is also my work office. Is that and, a Roland uh, kit? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a Roland VTech. VTech, yeah. Oh, those are sick. And it's it's fine, you know, it's fine because I can tweak, but if I want to keep writing music, I always start with a beat first. It always starts with a beat and then I do something on piano afterwards. Or I just, you know, let Todd work it out for me. <laughs> that's a way better guitarist than I am a piano player, that's for sure. So it, it's nice to have that luxury of doing it and you know. I, I, I am pro electronic kits or pro playing your guitar with headphones on. Like, I, I think, I don't know, as we get older, we have to find new ways instead of just dropping the music completely, which is the worst thing we should do. I think uh, that's the way to go. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I just, I went through the same thing when I had my daughter and that's why I so he- got so heavily into what I was just telling Todd about using the plugins. Yeah. straight into the recording software right because yeah. i could have done the same thing oh am i gonna quit and say i can't record anymore because i can't stick a mic in front of my app because it's too loud like mm-hmm. and i got close and it was not my family my wife was always like no like oh she was never the problem but it's just like you say your kids are sleeping upstairs and you finally get a moment yourself and you're trying to record something you got to make it work you got to do what you need to do to make yeah. it work it's and that's where it comes to. I can just totally relate to that on so many levels. And now I want an electric kit so bad because I have a, all the drums that I've done for, for trap, for example, were done programmed on a boss Dr. Rhythm drum machine. Yep. And then MIDI 
and then I trigger all of my drum software in there. But oh crap! Okay, yeah. Well, that, but now I want an electric kit because it would be so much quicker for me to jump behind an electric kit and and play my beat I want than to program it on the drum machine. Instagram is the place for art and music, period. There's nobody, nowhere, no place better. Yeah, it's really good. Really great to easy to network people with people and just kind of find people that you can follow and they'll follow you back and you just get a good little community going, right? Uh Twitter for podcasting, Twitter is the place. Is it? Yeah. We went from <laughs> when I started out, we I was starting out at like 25 downloads a month <laughs> this is what i yeah. was getting for the show like five years ago and yeah. uh we're like two or three thousand a month and wow that's that, wicked and that growth has only been within the last like once i adopted twitter and said fuck it i'm gonna run with it yeah twitter just went through the roof like it's it's nuts yeah it's it's amazing how you can use that as a tool and it's so but the the original music is has not been what's got me to this many followers like i went on there and started posting uh, like the videos that you saw like the lyric yeah. videos and everything yeah. and then i was just kind of like ah, sort of like frustrated and i was talking with with my wife and she's always so good at just being like the perfect yin to my yang at the right time right like yeah so well just just do some shredding like that's what people want to see they love that right it's like seeing a fast car doing a burnout or something and and then i just had my i didn't I didn't put my daughter in the video, but I had this cute video of her. Like, I don't know if you watched it on there of her emceeing it. She's like, now introducing my daddy. And I just started, Oh my like, God. I totally on. didn't see that one. Uh, <laughs> started ripping on the that. guitar. And, and that was like my first popular video that got a whole bunch of likes and everything. And yeah. I just started going with that theme. I just, just uh, do what you do. Yeah. Just keep playing and, and doing all these covers and it's all covers that I love. Right. Like all these songs, yeah. like, you've seen a bunch of them that I've been putting up Brooks there. Like, but that's what's yeah. caught on that. And I did that Night Rider video. Did you see that one, Sean? Or yeah, <laughs> that one, that one went pretty big. I was like, whoa, people, yeah. people dug that a lot. So yeah. 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 I'm interested to see a way. Um, a Mario Brothers one. You yeah. did the Mario Brothers on the base, right? Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that one. There's a, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too many. If, if, if the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't spoil them. But, uh, you should do uh, yeah. X-Men cover, uh, X-Men cartoon cover. Yeah, I would guarantee you, you'll you'll get a, a crap ton of hits on that, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like an X Men theme song. Yeah, from the cartoon. Yeah. yeah, there was a guy that I found today. I uh, we were following each other, and he's a wicked guitar player. I can't remember his name. I think it was like CJ Shreds or something. Just phenomenal. But he's doing all these wicked. One of them was like something similar to that. I don't know if it was X Men. Yeah. But one of them was a cartoon theme. And then he did this killer James Bond, like the old school James Bond yeah. theme. And he was oh, like wow. dressed up in the suit, like right. 007 while he was right. playing. It was just killer, man. I couldn't believe it. I was sending him all these messages. I'm like, this is so wicked. <laughs> That's awesome. Is, That's it, is that the link you sent me? No, no. That The link I sent you was some crazy artist that I noticed on there that started following oh, yeah. me. I assumed he yeah. followed me because he knew you, but it didn't oh, look like Oh, is it Rami Lava? Rami Lava? that guy no it was okay. no it was um oh you gotta check the link brooks i can't remember the guy's name yeah i tried and he's uh his uh it's private i have to follow him to get it oh okay oh well, see if, so see if, I have to if you're an artist and you're making oh, yeah, your account private that's not a good idea 
Yeah, it's not helping you. <laughs> no <anymore>. doubt. <laughs> well, he followed. He followed. I can't remember if he started following me first. He must have, because I wouldn't have bothered if his account was private. But he started following me, and then he's he doesn't post a lot. But today he popped up in my feed like crazy, and holy, he had a bunch of intense like. I don't know. I thought it'd be cool for you to see. You guys could start networking. Yeah. Yeah. No. I there's lots of stuff on there that really uh, intrigues my interest. Hey Brooks, go to my go to my followers <laughs> list on Instagram too. Like, there's a bunch of artists that I follow that follow me that are definitely worth checking out. And I've reached out to a bunch of them, and they're like they get back to you right away, and you know they're actually engaging. So I mean, uh, I do want to I want do want to talk about your art as well. I know we're talking about a lot of music here, but there's a connection too, between the two of you guys. Uh, the, the song trapped was how I was introduced to, to Bo. I didn't know Bo from hole in the wall, but uh, I can't re- remember the reasons why, but you sent me trapped at some point, And I don't remember why you had sent it. And I didn't even know what it was when you sent it. And I listened to it going, what the fuck is this? Cause it's awesome. Yeah. No, because I knew I got a story behind that, Brooks. Maybe start with you. Why why I sent you? Well, why why you sent me and what it is. Well, trapped uh, was a creation of mine that that, uh, came to me during my hospitalization when I was uh, hit with a a diagnosis in 2009 of uh, multiple stroke disorder. And uh, I was left sitting in a hospital room for months with no, no way of walking around, no way of talking to anybody, just staring at the walls, staring at a curtain beside me. And I felt trapped. And uh, once, uh, once I got moved from St. Boniface Hospital to Riverview, I was able to move around. I was able to, they gave me a wheelchair to pull myself around because they don't help you there. You have to help yourself. So there's, there's a lyric in there that says, no more wheelchairs down the hall. That's me being able to walk again and just laying in a bed and looking at the ceiling and knowing that you can't do anything because there's half my, half my body was paralyzed. So everything I, I used to do, I couldn't do anymore. So I was no longer me. I'm trying to find myself to this whole ordeal. And, uh, I just started writing one day exactly how I was feeling. And, uh, knowing that, you know, Bo is a musician, he loves writing loves playing guitar. He came to visit me one time and uh, I just, I, I said, Hey, I, I wrote this song. What do you think about it? And I gave him lyrics and he just, there was something in his eyes. He was like, can I have to, can I, can I put some, some uh, music for this? And he started doing some riffs on the guitar because I had a guitar in my room or I think maybe he brought his guitar, but, uh, and that's where it stemmed from. Wow. The song is basically me dealing with the fact that I was stuck in a room by myself and not being able to do what I can do. And me trying to get back to where I was before, which 11 years later, I'm still not back to where I was before, but I'll take this. But yeah, you're but to be honest, dude, you're kicking ass though. Like you're doing the art, you're showing, wow. you're, you're kind of getting out there with your art, you're posting a crap ton of stuff on Instagram. Uh, I'm getting to see, you know, the art that I, you know, I got to experience in person uh, a number of times. So it's like, dude, victories all around. Maybe you can't play the drums or you can't get the mobility that you used to have, but you're probably doing a hundred times more than a lot of other people would be in that situation. Right. So, 
Yeah. I, so, I assume so. Dude, yeah. take the victory. Like, honestly. Oh, I do every day. <laughs> you know, I used to tell myself I, yeah, I was in a van definitely. post uh, pre stroke. Uh, we were working on some new songs, I was writing songs, and uh, I I got hit with this, and I was telling my my uh, my vocalist, and I was saying, just give me a year, give me a year, I'll be back behind the drums, and I'll we'll get this thing going again, and here it's going on my eleventh year, and uh, that that ship has sailed. Uh, I I realized that that my previous uh, intentions of recovery are no longer in, in my uh, pathways that I have to deal with how I am now and just do what I can do with what I have. But no, I, 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 I thank Bo every day for taking that song and, and uh, just doing it. And then one day this earlier this year, he's like, he called me for permission to put this thing on, 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 some are on wherever you put it, you put it on on uh, on all the streaming services there. All the streaming services he didn't want to do without asking me first, which is such an amazing thing to do. Like, because you know, it's his song too, it's more his song, I think, than it is mine. Because what grips people into the music isn't the lyrics at first, if it is lyrics, but it's the song itself, it's the rhythm, it's the sound, it's the anger. You know, it's his vocals. His vocals are amazing. So who's like, who's uh, singing on that? That's Bo. Oh, that that's is Bo. Okay, I wasn't sure who the yeah. vocalist was. Yeah. At first, yeah. when it was sent to me, I thought Brooks was singing oh. originally. I I know that w- that wasn't the case, but at first, I heard him like, Brooks, are you singing? <laughs> because the, the reason I say no. that, and at the time, I didn't know what the song was about. I mean, I, I figured it out, you know, later because I I never listen to lyrics. I, I'm a singer that never listens mm-hmm. to lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> which is backwards but uh the the anger in the song and i i kind of knew the headspace you're in like i i was sure it was brooks singing because the the being pissed off at the world was so apparent and i'm like you're you're letting it out but bo how the hell did you fucking channel that well the whole thing was crazy like and i um that that moment to me that Brooks was sort of, was already talking about there was just so unbelievably magical when I came to Mr. G, the teacher that we keep talking about, we went together. Mr. G and I went to go visit Brooks. Okay. And then G G went home and it was just Brooks and I hanging out. And it was uh it was Todd's Todd Malta, I think he told me Brooks. Not that yeah, it matters, yeah. but I'm just a total nerd for stuff like this. There's the black yeah. Ibanez that Todd gave to you or whatever. You had that there. And I picked yeah. it up and I was noodling around. And then I think that's when you showed me the lyrics. And I was like, oh, like, do you mind if I write something to this or whatever? And and it was so funny because it's one of those moments where you're just feeling insecure about something. And I started playing these riffs. And they literally just like came out of the ether, so to speak. Like they just came into my body and I started playing these riffs. And I felt silly in the moment because I, I felt like I was so self-conscious about it that it was coming so easy to me, which is such a curse of a musician. I don't know if you guys ever had that happen. You write something and it's like, oh, it came too quick. It can't be good. right? Or or I probably ripped off somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm being all self-conscious and it came out and I'm playing these riffs. And in the moment, I was just like totally, of course, I'm old school and I love all those bands that we're influenced by and how that song sounds. But it was just total old school Megadeth. A lot of Megadeth in there. Of course, Metallica and stuff like that. I can hear the Megadeth for sure. Yeah, 
and I could feel it coming out and I felt silly. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. I said, it's kind of old school. Like, and I'm feeling all goofy and sitting. I look at Brooks and Brooks is just like, yeah, no, no, keep playing. Like, keep playing, you know, like, <laughs> kind of went like that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, right on. And then it just, it was, it was like this description of so many other bands that I've heard say, like, it just pops in my head about Dave Mustaine talking about In My Darkest Hour when he found yeah. out Cliff Burton died. He sat down and he wrote that song in like one fell swoop. Yeah. That was what it was like. I, I literally have goosebumps. If you see the hair on my arms right now, it's standing when I'm telling this story. So Brooks is freaking out and, and then whatever. And then that was it. It was like the song was only like a couple riffs, kind of a key change or whatever. Then it went to the rhythm of the vocals. And I think he was explaining the vocals to me or what he had in mind. But I, I already knew right then and there they were going to fit. And that was kind of how the riffs came to be. And I just went home. And I at that time, it was Garage Band. Not that it matters. I'm on the old this goes way back to a, a power pc four or whatever it was on a mac this is how because the original one was many many years ago right well i guess like brooks is saying about 11 years ago probably right when this all came to be when he first mm -hmm. got diagnosed i went home and i just laid it down i just i uh actually the original one was like a bunch of apple drum loops because at that point i was so sick of programming with that drum machine because i had been just doing it the for beats so under many there years. yeah i just dragged the loops and and made it work and I tracked the guitars and I tracked the bass and I, and I just did everything. And then I, I already had the vocal line in my head because when I wrote the riffs, I was basically writing them to the rhythm of what I was already hearing when I read the vocals. So I did that and I tracked it all out and I sung it. And I don't know, what can I say other than I just knew Brooks for so long and I, and I could just totally channeled how he felt in that moment and those lyrics that he wrote and I just freaking belted it out and, and, and just channeled it and, and thought how he felt and the feedback that I got from him was really good that, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like it, it, so that's how I did it. I don't know. It just, it just, one of those things just comes out of the ether yeah. and you just have this moment. And the thing that made me so mad over the years later, like when Brooks said, when I called him and asked him for permission, because I never did anything with it. We never did anything with it. Like here's this song. And I know Brooks, I remember Brooks telling me that he showed it to you, for example, and people, yeah. Oh yeah, people like it. And it was like, okay, cool. And then it just sort of sat on the shelf forever. And then I don't know, Brooks and I have always kept in touch over the years and everything. And then I just had this like wicked epiphany one day. I was thinking about Brooks and, and in the moment I was just kind of bummed because, you know, I, you know, like you said, he, he doesn't have his full capacity back. He can still play drums, but you know, I, I just literally kept thinking in the moment, I wish there was some way that I could still connect with Brooks on a creative level. I know we did that with the initial writing of trapped, but then I thought of the artwork and then it all came together. I was like, Oh my God why the hell don't we release this song properly and he can draw the freaking artwork for it. Yeah. How cool is that? He's already written the lyrics. Oh yeah. I, for some dumb reason, I had a brain fart and forgot the guy is an amazing drawer artist, pardon me, comic, comic book artists that could draw this amazing art that we could. And that's where, and that's when I phoned him and, and said, you know, are you, you want to do this? Cause let's release it on all the platforms and you can do the artwork. And, and now that's gone to a whole slew of whatever the five or six songs that not not just trapped you know we yeah. release these other songs and i said hey do you want to do the artwork for all these and he did so i just think that that is like the coolest thing in the world to be able to connect with him again after all these years and do that again 
on a creative level and like it's just the it's just the coolest thing in the world so that's all i can say about it i'm gonna make a prediction here um this gets really like it, it's out it's out on all streaming platforms as we said so go for yeah. it now look in the name is uh, amplified emotions uh, that's, the, called, that's so the band name yeah go go search for it but um mcfarlane uh, todd mcfarlane is going to come out and go what the fuck is this and then he's gonna he's gonna contact Bo and say, "Hey, um, I see you got some art there. Um, you you want to work with me?" And you're gonna say, "Fuck you! I got the best artist already." See you. Later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know oh, you're yeah, a McFarland fan. Brooke, I am a huge McFarland fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, yeah. He's the Spawn guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought, I thought so. Yeah. That's cool. It's amazing with music when, because it was such an emotional thing between both of you. That that's what got you. I don't know if it motivates a person a different way. It's almost like when someone Taylor Swift or someone goes into a, you know, they break up with their boyfriend and then they write the best stuff that they can find because it, they're just in such a, an emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and with you guys, it it it, it just. It just clicked. But this is just good, everything. Hey, yeah. In contrast to your comparison there. Well, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, just just emotional in, in general, yeah. Yeah. and with the uh, and with the connection that you both have, and the interests that you both have, and the closeness that you both have, obviously, um, and that just kind of flourished. It, it's amazing that how that how that all worked out. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Can and I throw me, a challenge? Can I throw a challenge out there, bro? Yeah. So, so the comic that 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 uh mr hamilton here is is drawing is called what Jesse. I, I know what it is but just and, and what is it about uh, it's a psychological uh book about a guy who is trapped in his own head uh he's a computer program- programmer who designed uh, a code that can control the entire world of computers whether it be launch codes everything and with one code, he can control all of it. And uh, now he's being he's being tortured for the information because he doesn't want to release it. And he's destroyed all the evidence and all there is left in, of the, the code is in his head. Okay, so uh, Bo, your yeah. next three or four songs are, are, are right there. So, <laughs> so I, 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 just, I just brokered that deal for Brooks. So now you have to soundtrack. <laughs> this is something I always wanted to see and has happened a few times in the past a comic book with a soundtrack to it. Alice Cooper's done it a number of times. Um, well, he's nice. got, he's got to write the lyrics again though. Yeah, no, I totally Brooks do it, man. Cause that would, I would, I think I would fall on my face if I tried to write lyrics for what he's saying there. You could literally though, take the, the words from the comic and just make sure that they fit with, you know, with, with a melody to it. And, and Bob's your uncle, I think. <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, know, could, like it'd be it. cool, man. Yeah, no, I'd be totally up for that. It'd be super cool to release another song between the two of us. That'd be that'd be totally rad. That'd be awesome, <laughs> rad, totally rad. That's I thought awesome. they'd go for totally the straight eighties comment there. <laughs> Is that eighties or nineties? <laughs> I think that's eighties. Uh, little, little both. No, I think those terms are still used now. I think we're all still cool. I, they're I coming back now. You're right. They they're are, coming actually. back now because we're so old. It's yeah. coming full yeah. circle. <laughs> but there's a before I forget, you know, I've never said this to you before, Brooke, so I might as well say it right now while we're having this show in this moment, was that him and I 
jammed a lot quite a few times over the years like after the whole school of rock thing happened and then and then you know like we did that open open mic jam and everything and we had some wicked stuff going there so i always felt really bad because i was such a young stupid kid that didn't understand brooks's life at that point like i don't like you remember when i came over with dean and we were jamming when you had that kit yeah with that that yeah. black album kit and it was going good like and i mean you were really busy and you had a family but i I just didn't understand that. And I was like a totally yeah. impatient single guy at that point. And I remember we came down and picked up our stuff because we didn't jam forever. And I was just like, well, sorry, but we're just going to get our stuff and, and go jam or whatever. So I always felt yeah, I totally terrible about that later on. Cause I was like, man, what an, what an arsehole I was like, I just didn't, I didn't get it. Right. So that's the other reason why it's like so cool that we can work together and create things. Cause we always, were connected in that way and and that was a cool moment when we played that show at the at the lounge there because we just like destroyed the place <laughs> everyone was oh, yeah. kind of like who are these guys we come up and just like totally just ruined it like it was great or when we or when we played at glenlawn there and we had that gym going crazy i can't believe i forgot about that that's embarrassing yeah yes we yeah. got together mr g was teaching now at glenlawn <laughs> what so He's he said to us, "Hey, you guys are all Glenlawn no, no. students." Oh, okay. He was at Lavely originally, and we went. I went to high school at Glenlawn. You went to Dakota, didn't you, Brooks? Or? No, I went. To yeah, I went to Where Glenlawn. I, I was in Glenlawn yeah. too. We missed yeah. each other then, because I don't really remember seeing you that much in high school. I think because you were ahead of me, you were pretty much done by the time I got there. Well, I already by the time you got to, got to, to Glenlawn, I had my first kid. Yeah, so we did that. I completely forgot about that. So Mr. G rigs this thing up and says, "Hey." you guys are all former Glenlawn students come back for a spirit week retro celebration thing or whatever that he sets up. So it was, <laughs> it was me, Brooks and my buddy Jay played bass. Right. Yeah. And we did green day, American idiot. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, we started off with paranoid. Tush, didn't we? Didn't we start with Tush or was that? We started with t Tush paranoid and uh, we ended with American idiot. Yeah. And, oh, and I, cause cool. for me, the thing with the Green Day connection for me was back when I, in my last year, grade 12 at Glenlawn, I played Spirit Week. And at that time, the number one song on the charts was Green Day When I Come Around. And we played that song. Maybe that was, I'm getting confused, but we played that song and everyone went nuts. Oh, yeah. So I, I thought, why not throw the new Green Day song a bazillion years, years later? <laughs> and we, we did that. And I don't know if you remember, Brooks. I mean, they, they went crazy over they that went one. They went fucking crazy. Yeah. Like they were jumping off the rafters and shit. Yeah. It was a good, good time. Yeah, it was. It was killer. I, I, I can't believe I forgot that. That was really cool. Yeah. That we did that. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So spirit week. They, so, so there wasn't very much talent there at the time. So that's why he asked you guys to come up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how he rigged it. I can't deal with these people. Hey, hey, hey you guys come on. Come back. Come Remember on. that Brooks kid? Like, you ain't kid yeah. anymore. Remember that Brooks kid? Bring him in. Yeah, how no, he, I still, how I still make it happen. How did he make that? Like that's Mr. G for you, right? Like he managed yeah, to yeah. convince the Glenlong Collegiate to let students that went there like 20 years ago, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was at that point, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, sure, no problem. Bring them in. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> unbelievable, just totally unbelievable. That's cool though, like yeah. that's that shows his passion. I, I want to yeah. meet this dude. This guy's fucking awesome. Oh, you! He is he awesome. Is, he's the listening. coolest person You're ever. Awesome. 
Yeah. He is awesome. Nah, he's a great guy. Yeah, hey, uh, Brooks, I also wanted to say, too, uh, around that time that Bo's talking about, I think it was around that time, uh, maybe I'm off on the timeline a bit, but we had we had worked, we were going to work on my Watchmen comic book. And yeah. I think at the time, I, 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 I think at the time I was probably in the same headspace that Bo was in, I'm guessing. Because I remember... Uh, as a comic book writer and as a musician and stuff like that, I was probably super aggro with like, you know, get it done. Let, let, let's get, you know, let's get working. Let's get this done. Yeah. We'll hit. I was so aggressive. And I mean, you had your family at the time and at the time for me, having a family and being married, having kids, I'm like, just so not cool. Like in my head. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, I think I was in the same headspace that Bo was. Cause I'm like, I was like, I, I want some art from you. And I'm like, but you, <laughs> you were working like stupid, crazy, like long shifts, providing for your family, being a great dad, being a great husband. And here I am being a fucking ass to you about like, I want content. <laughs> I want content. Like, I apologize. I, I get it. Don't. I get it now. <laughs> so getting it now. from all so sides. Good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I still have I, I get I it now, man. Three, I still have the three pages that I did for you. Do you? Uh, oh man, you gotta scan those. <laughs> I think I I still have like the the cover like supposed to be like the opening splash page. I still have that here somewhere. Where he's on the rooftop yep. with the rain. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I, I got I just gotta be a way I can scan it like to full size and, and send you that. But I'd I'd love to see. I mean that was that was a passion project of mine and um there was a couple of other artists that were interested in it and i didn't want anyone else like i wanted because i saw your spawn uh, drawings and your mcfarlane like kind of style but it was kind of your own thing and i'm like no this is this comic the stuff i'm releasing now yeah like this like my story was really fucking dark I didn't yeah. want to have manga art on, you know, what I'd written and I was very protective of it. And I kept that script around for a while before I gave it to yeah. anybody. I was kind of nervous to, to share it. Yeah. But, but no, I, was, I, can, uh, I was impatient, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Don't worry. Life gets in the way. And unfortunately it wasn't the right time. No, no. Whatever. I feel kind of out of place. I, I feel like I should apologize too. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel I should apologize. It's got to be something. Think of something. Remember that time yeah. I, I I got drunk and called you? And that one time at band camp. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Was it my flute? <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, it was your apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, Sean, if you're cool with it, um, I can uh, post those three, those three pictures on on Instagram, oh. unless you want to keep them to yourself. No, no, no. I, I, I've got a, a, a open policy with anything I've written that someone drew. Like, put put it the fuck out there as long as, long as there's some sort of listing uh, based on a story by me or something like that. That's that's all I want. I'll tell you in it for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I want to see that stuff because I. I can't. I can't even remember if I. I remember the first you, page, which had. You weird, never saw the. Yeah, I never, never saw, saw final pages. No. Okay. Cool. No. Or the other, or the other two pages. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd kill to see it. I still have the art that Kathy, Kathy, and I worked on a comic book too. Yeah. Um. 
which I gotta, I, I gotta put it up there. I, I've just been, I've been not wanting to put it up because I don't have a, I don't have a complete issue of it, and I've been kind of holding off on on releasing any of the artwork online. But I'm like, same boat, man. So the same boat. I all the pictures I'm releasing now, it's not complete. Yeah, it's just what I have so far. Yeah, right. I think I have like nine pages, maybe. Yeah, but I think that are slowly being released. The way the world works is you can post content when you have it now. We we didn't have yeah. that option back then. Um, no. When when I released my first comic book, I had to I had to find like Simka? Oh, yeah, I had to find fucking money. I have it. You still got it? Still- That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta post those pages too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked to the the artist on it. She's actually kind of a famous filmmaker now, which is really that's cool oh yeah man she's won awards and everything like she's like totally taken off in her career and i i almost feel like a proud papa in in a way (laughs) you know like i I worked with this person i was lucky enough to work with her and look what she's doing now it's like i don't know it's cool yeah no her her films are ridiculously good that's awesome good yeah i think uh well it's 10 30 i'm going to uh I think it's a good place to cap it. Uh, before you came on, Brooks, we're going to play Trapped, if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I kind of want the rest of the world to hear the song because it's it's awesome. And if they haven't heard it on a streaming service, maybe uh, our audience can uh, find it through here. And get Sounds good. Closure. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, can you guys, uh, what's, what's your deets? Where can we find you, Brooks? How do we find you online or on the internet? Well, I'm on Instagram under I'm under B four two two three R underscore at artworks or four artworks. Okay, and I'm Stanley Hamilton. Stanley Hamilton. Yeah. Where's the Stanley come from? My dad. Oh, your dad. Okay, gotcha. Is Brooks the middle name then? Uh, my my full name is Stanley Ashton Brooks Hamilton, so it's actually a third name. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I'll make sure I put the the link in uh, for your Instagram page. Please go check it out. It's it, it's pretty awesome. You get some. Uh, what did I call it? You said, you called it time lapse. I called it something stupid. Oh yeah, time lapse said, videos. I, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm putting a new one on though. Yeah. Right away. Yeah, no, that's good. And what about you, Bo? Where do um, you? Uh, just am I going to screw this up if I go to my Instagram and just look at it right now? Or as long as you can hear me, we're good. Uh, we can still hear you, so it'll be fine. Okay. It's just, I think it's amplified underscore emotions. I just have to double check that because it's kind of different on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it is, yeah, amplified underscore emotions. And that's my Instagram. So you can go there and then there's a, there's a link in the bio for our uh, little blogger website. And um, that'll have everything like you, you name it. There's, there's links for YouTube. There's links for Spotify. I think just about everything, even Napster, Napster's still a thing. <laughs> like, no Deezer, way. Yeah. These are Napster, Apple music, uh, every, just every platform you can think of it's on there. I do everything through distro kids. So it's all, it's all through there. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess just for the, re- the recording process, it was all done in my basement. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the the blog spot's actually a pretty good page. Uh, the, all the links on it are pretty good. So that's uh, amplifiedemotionsmusic.blogspot.com. 
there you go yeah and that's on if you go to the instagram it's the, it's the link the clickable link in the bio yep yeah and then yeah. it's got all the links to youtube and everything i i yeah. like go, going through well the you youtube embedded what's that sorry the YouTube is embedded, which is really nice. So yes. as soon as you go on the site, it's right there. And yes, you can pick all exactly. our songs and listen yeah, to them. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. I, I've been listening on YouTube music, which is uh, the the music the music only version of YouTube. Yeah. Which I pay for. Yeah. So it, it's good. Um, hey, and if I can challenge you guys, if you guys want to hear uh, our stuff, uh, the last band Todd and I were in called Dome. You can go to our seanmcginnity.ca website, click on the music tab. All of me and Todd's music is there. Uh, we actually have, we found, I found every single live performance that was recorded that our band played. You wow. can actually check that out there too. Wow. Um, and uh, some other stuff that Todd and I wrote outside of Dome is on there too. And what's our website, Todd? seanmcginnity.ca. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y. And you can find us on the Twitterverse and everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, at Sean Geek Podcast. One word, all social media. I'm going to hit stop recording. I lay awake because I'm not